pray with me and let's um, let's determine we're going to receive God's word and what he what he has for us today uh, along with or in spite of what might be said so thank you Lord father we just we give you praise and honor and glory for again the opportunity to be here and worship you but also that we have the, the opportunity to interact with you and Holy Spirit for you to speak to us through your word and Jesus for you to manifest yourself because you are the word of God incarnate and so we thank you for showing us what you want to show us revealing to us what you want to reveal to us showing us how to get the understanding and glean the wisdom out of what you have to speak to us and we just decide and determine right now that we're going to receive from this word from this series say I receive Holy Spirit what you have for me not the words of man but your words that will change my life that will help me, that will guide me, that will direct my steps and order my path. I receive it by faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I am excited about this series that we're beginning today. And uh, say, well, how do you know it's a series? Because I know we are not even going to try to cover all of it today. So <laughs> how many parts is it going to have? Well, it's going to have three parts, but I don't know how many messages that's going to be. <laughs> So just, 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 just get that in your, <laughs> just rectify that right now, <laughs> that there might be A and B and C and however many in some of these, but, um, but there's at least three parts to this. I'm not quite sure how many Sundays, but um, um, if you'll commit to come, it'll commit to keep coming, <laughs> okay? So, uh, so don't take that on the reverse side, well, if I don't come, <laughs> can we stop the madness? No. Um, so keep coming because it's going to be good. This has been something that's been on hold for about six months, waiting for some of these other things that the Lord had for us to hear and to experience and the people that we had to come through, which were a great blessing. And um, so we're going to be studying this series called The Word is Working. And I'm excited about it because I've been reminded a lot of this lately. Not, that's not the only reason. Because it's true... <laughs> first thing, and then secondly, because, because I've personally been reminded of this myself, to encourage myself in the fact that the Word is working. No matter what your circumstances or mine might look like, no matter what they might be saying to you, sometimes the circum you know, you ever heard, sometimes the experience, sometimes the circumstances will be screaming at you, <laughs> and usually they're screaming the opposite of what God's Word says, it ain't working! <laughs> Give up! <laughs> but guess what? That's a lie. You know, you ever learn as a kid that the, did your mom ever tell you the loudest voices are not always the, the right voices? <laughs> the devil hadn't learned that one yet. <laughs> so, you know his tricks. Sometimes he'll be the loudest voice, but he's usually not right, right? He's never right. And usually the loudest voice is not right. And God and the Holy Spirit are gentlemen and they won't scream at you. It's that still small voice. It's that, that resident word that's always here, whether you dig into it or not. That's the truth. And so, I'm really excited about this because I think this is an encouragement. I know it has been for me to contemplate what some of these scriptures are going to tell us. Some of them may be familiar, some are not. Um, but I, I just believe it's what we as a church need to hear right at this point in time. And maybe that's why it's been on hold for six months because right now is probably the time most 
likely we need to hear this. So I want you to receive it in that way. I know you declared you receive, and I believe you declared your faith. Um, but don't believe it's just general stuff, or it's just, you know, it's really for, it's really for Merle. <laughs> or it, it's, it's, it's really for Ryan. <laughs> no, it's for all of us. Okay, so receive it that way. Receive it for you personally to be encouraged that the Word is working. So, I'm going to get to a question, and that's going to be the key to this thing. Um, but let, open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1, and I don't know if we if we keep up with all these scriptures on the screen or not, but if you can, great. Um, Colossians chapter 1. I know this one should be a familiar scripture to you because we studied Colossians last year and in quite an amount of depth, and we spent a lot of time in chapter 1, and we spent some time on these verses uh, near the beginning, right after the introduction here, and as Paul was encouraging these Colossian believers before he got into the, the thrust of his letter to them. But starting at verse 5, he had just encouraged them about their faith and their love in Christ in the two verses before that. As he said, he was praying for them. But verse 5, he says, Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. And we could, again, we could spend, just like we did before, a lot of time on that part of that verse. But he said, Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you previously heard, where did you hear it? In the word of truth, the gospel. So the hope laid up for you in heaven, which you've heard in the word, the gospel. And we know gospel means the good, almost good, too good to be true news which has come to you, just as in all the world also, it is constantly bearing fruit and increasing, even as it has been doing in you also, since the day you heard of it and understood the grace in, of God in truth, just as you had learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow bondservant, who is a faithful servant of Christ on our behalf. So as we stu- when we study Colossians, remember, Epaphras came first and started this, this church, and taught them about Jesus, helped them to receive salvation, taught them the Word. And so Paul's reminding them that as it was in you from the beginning, when you first heard the gospel that Epaphras preached to you, and you received it, and you received Jesus, he's reminding them that that thing that caused you to have hope, that Word of God, that gospel, has been constantly bearing fruit and increasing. Constantly bearing fruit and increasing. This was something that was revelation to me a number of years ago back when we were with, uh, with Pastor Gary at Word of Faith and, um, and, and taught on it there to some degree. But, and I don't know why I'd never come across these verses before. They stuck out to me. But the Word is constantly. Now, what does constantly mean? Does that mean it happens ever so often? Once in a while, periodically, a blip here and there? No. Continuous. That's a good synonym for constant. Contin- it's ongoing, constant. You know, in science, they, and I just, I don't know where this come from, but because I really didn't like science in school, but <laughs> I remember in science you had constants and you had variables, right? It's amazing what the Holy Spirit will bring to your mind. Stuff you didn't, <laughs> barely thought you even wanted to learn. But anyway, I know in the, in the chemical world of science, you have constants and you have variables. The Word of God is a constant. And what's constant about it is that it's always working. It's always bearing fruit. Now you think about bearing fruit. I think about those pear trees we used to have in the, in the 
back back there behind the garage, Miss Becky. <laughs> and, and they would bear fruit, but it was only once a year. And some years, the pears weren't worth having, and some, they were, they were good. You could make jelly or jam or out of them or eat them. Um, and so you couldn't say constantly, <laughs> and you couldn't even say every year. But the Word of God is constantly bearing fruit and increasing. So this is, the, this is going to be the theme scripture, the main scripture for this series. But I want you to, to think about that over these coming weeks as you're coming back and forth on Sundays. Think about the fact that the Word of God is constantly bearing fruit and increasing. Why well, I keep repeating that? Because I want you to get it. It takes about seven times for you to get something. Probably seven times for you to say it. So see, I hadn't even said it seven times yet. So you've got you to start. But it's constantly bearing fruit and increasing. So that applies to the word you've already heard. It applies to the word you're hearing. And we're going we're gonna to see some things about the fact that it applies and is true even if you're not experiencing it. So if the, if the, if the Bible right here, if Paul wrote in Colossians, and Paul was a man, human, just like we all are, right? Are you human? If you're not sure, pinch yourself and we'll see if it hurts. Okay? He was human, okay? He experienced ups and downs, ins and outs, <laughs> victories and defeats and so forth like many of us do. But he wrote this, okay? And it ended up in our Bible. Is it true or not? Does it matter if I experience it or not? As to whether this is true. See, I want you to, get, I want you to decide. <laughs> You've got to decide for yourself. Let's go ahead and get, and get that out of the way today. Is it true or not that the Word is constantly bearing fruit and increasing? What if it hasn't happened in your life that it's constant and increasing? Is it true or not? It's still true. You've got to decide this is the truth. <laughs> no matter what my experience has been, my experience can line up with this and then I've got a great testimony that I ought to, that I ought to give because it brings glory to this and to, the, and to the author and inspiration of this. But whether you've experienced it or not, you have to decide this is the truth. And if this is the truth, that the Word is constantly bearing fruit and increasing then we need to figure out, if it's not constantly doing that in us, we need to figure out how to get, get connected to that, right? Because if, if you believe it's true, that it's constantly bearing fruit and increasing, then it's, it's going, it's happening. But, pardon the English, if it ain't happening with you, <laughs> then you need, you need to listen, right? And, that, and that's, that's how I'm trying to encourage you. This word is the truth. You think if, if God knew and it was a principle that his word was constantly bearing fruit and increasing, or if that wasn't true, would he have Paul write it and would he make sure over the 2,000 years it got down to us in this book today? No, it's the truth. And if it is the truth, do you think he wants us to get a hold of it so that we walk in it? Yes. If you'll recall in, in 3 John, John, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, on behalf of the Holy Spirit, says it, it gives him pleasure to know when His children are walking in the truth. And so the more truth we walk in, the more the Word we walk in, the more we're going to see and experience this constant increase, this constant fruit in our life. You may be seeing it now. And there may, there may be some of y'all who who's in here or some that are hearing this that say, well, I got fruit. I'm happy with it. It's, it's, it's there's enough. Okay, well, big boy, big girl, unless you get too cocky about it, 
Maybe just, maybe, maybe, just maybe, God wants to show more fruit out of your life. <laughs> Could you be open to that? <laughs> Even if you think all your doys are hunky and, and you've got plenty of fruit on your vines, wouldn't it be good to see it increase? So, I'm just telling you this to, to get you to, to think, um, and I'm wanting to get you to, to get excited about the fact that no matter where you are in your spiritual walk or where you are in your level of experiencing the blessings... And we talked about at the beginning of the service the blessing that's yours that God has for you, but that you have to walk in it. It doesn't just manifest and work automatically, even though the blessing is yours, you have the ownership. The Word is yours. The Word constantly bears fruit and increases. It's never going down. It's never diminishing. It's never out of season. It never turns off. Its growth is never stunted in itself. But now in you... That's up to you. So, there's a couple of things, actually four things I want to share with you about this, this truth here in this verse 6, about the Word constantly bearing fruit and increasing. It, it, it's how you have hope, because it's constantly there. It's constantly bearing fruit. You may, you may be low on hope sometimes. You know, hope is, the, hope is the goal setter for your faith. Hope's like the thermostat. Faith's like the equipment up there that generates the air. And so, how you have hope is because the Word is in there, constantly bearing fruit and increasing. It is the Gospel, it says. The Gospel is the Word that's constantly bearing fruit and increasing. It's working throughout the whole world at the same time. Now, it's in the whole world. It's working in the whole world. We need to be believing and in agreement that the Word of God is covering the earth by faith, meaning that people are receiving and growing in it. But it's out there. It's out there. And wherever it is, it's constantly bearing fruit and increasing. Okay, here's the greater thing. It's inside you. If, you have, if you've ever received Jesus and have, and have Him in your heart, and I believe all of you in here have, it's inside you. The Word is in you. And that Word is constantly working in there. Now, you may not be cooperating, receiving it. You may not be operating in it. But it's constantly bearing fruit and increasing and growing in and of its own accord. And there's two things about that, about the Word being in you. It's been there since you first heard it. The Word was implanted in you before you ever made a decision about it and made a decision about Jesus. Because you can only come to Jesus by hearing and, and the Holy Spirit ministered to you. Now, I know there are people who didn't have somebody preach to them or maybe didn't have a Bible per se, and God speak to them in their dreams, especially people in other cultures or countries where the, there is no Bibles, there is no preaching, there's no teaching or anything like that, and God can just speak to people. But that's the Word of God, and He speaks to them, and, and since it was in there, and it started growing and churning, and then they made a decision about it and decided to receive Jesus. And then, boy, then you have the, the Word of God inside you, and you have all the inheritance that he bought and paid for with it. In other words, you have not only the Word, but you have the power to go with it when you receive Jesus. So just think what y'all have got, other than people who just heard a Word and haven't yet gotten the Word inside of them. And so it's in there. But, but the question is, that this all hinges on, is will you cooperate with it? See, the results don't depend on the Word because it's constantly bearing fruit and increasing, right? We established that. But the results depend on, for the results for you 
or through you depend on are you going to cooperate with that word that's constantly bearing fruit and increasing. Now we're going to spend the whole third part of this series on how you do that. You can cheat and read on ahead <laughs> or study on ahead or ask the Holy Spirit to start showing you new or, or additional ways to cooperate with it before we get to part three. Okay, You don't have to wait. But when we get to part three, we're going to talk about ways to cooperate to either not hinder the Word in you from bearing fruit and increasing, but also to go seek after maximum, maximum fruit bearing. <laughs> you know, crop, what do they call it when the, the you know, farmers maximize their crop uh, output or whatever? That's what we're trying to do here, is we're trying to lock in with this constant bearing fruit and constant increasing in the uh, crop that comes from it, the results. Because everybody has room to grow and increase. So, that's what I want you to be thinking about. Establish the fact that the Word is continually, constantly, continually, always, every moment, always going in the upward direction. It's always bearing fruit in its season, which is all the time. And then the other thing is, what do I do to cooperate with it? See, you're not responsible for the power that makes it increase. Thank heavens, you're not. That comes with. That's part of it. But what you are responsible for is plugging into that and lining up with it so it can increase through you. And so you can manifest the results in your life. Okay, so let's go back to to John chapter 1. We're talking about the Word, constantly bearing fruit and increasing. And John chapter 1, I'm sure this one's a familiar scripture to you, but it talks about who is the Word, okay? In the verse one, my favorite Christmas story. In the beginning was the Word. It's Christmas in July. Did you know that? We even we even had poinsettia plates out there for breakfast this morning. I'm glad. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when did the Word start bearing fruit and increasing? When? When did it start? 1900? Way back in 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 the BCs when Jesus was around. When did it start? In the beginning. When was that? Well, we don't know, but it was in the beginning. (laughs) It was when it all started, whenever that was. So whenever that was, the Word was there. And the Word, because we know it's the truth, we just established that over from Colossians, it was bearing fruit and increasing. And so we know here that it tells us that the Word was, it personifies that that the Word, who the Word was. It says in verse 2, He, He, Talking about the Word was a He. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. So Jesus, who it's referring to here, if you read on in context, He he is the incarnate Word of God. Okay, That's a big theological word. If you're not familiar with it, it means He embodies the Word. And so, since Jesus came into being, He's been bearing fruit and increasing. And in, in our realm of this new covenant that we live in, that manifested to us when He came to the earth, right? He came to the earth to, to make a way for us to get into the family of God and be adopted in and to be one of His brothers or sisters. But from the very beginning, it says He was with God. He was God. And if you, and if you read on there, nothing was created without Him. And we know over in Colossians it said it was all created for His benefit. But He was... Bearing fruit and increasing. Then skip down to verse 14. And the Word, 
Remember what the Word was doing. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw His glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father. Full of grace and truth. And translate grace there. Grace is the effectual power of God and the favor of God. Jesus was full of power. And if you couple this with what we just read in Colossians, yeah, He was full of power because from the beginning He was bearing fruit and increasing. He's a fruitful son. Don't you like those of you who are parents? Doesn't, isn't it a blessing to you when your children are fruitful? And I don't mean just having kids. I mean, I mean producing results <laughs> in their life. When you see good things coming out of their life, isn't that a blessing? Jesus has always been a fruitful son. He's always constantly increasing and bearing fruit. You think about that in the literal sense of us humankind on the earth. You know, people are getting saved every day and coming into the family of God. And we call that the body of who? Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ is increasing every day. It's growing. It's increasing. Maybe not at the rate that He wants it to, (laughs) which part of that's up to us. But as we said earlier, the Word is working throughout the whole earth. And people are coming to know Jesus. You say, well, we don't have enough missions or missionaries or outreaches or, or getting the Word out far enough. We're working on it, right? We're... Just us, we're, we're trying to cooperate with that. We need to do more. But there are places and people, and we've heard testimonies like I kind of alluded to a few minutes ago, that God's speaking to them even in their dreams where there is no Christian radio or television or, or church around, the you know, four churches on every corner or something like there are around here. The Word is working. Jesus is on the increase. Don't get discouraged. Don't let the devil tell you, well, the Islam is going to overtake the whole world. Baloney. No, it's not. It didn't overtake in this part. i tell you that because we have authority here, right? It's not. That's what the devil would like you to believe, that we all need to give in, we all need to, to adopt Sharia law and all this garbage because Islam is taking the world by storm. Baloney. It's not. The Word of God is constantly bearing fruit and increasing. Islam is going to come to a crashing halt and hit a brick wall because an outpouring of the Holy Spirit of God is covering the earth and it's ever increasing. You don't believe it, stick around. I would prefer you believe it and get in on it because it's happening. These last days, go read the book of Revelation. Yes, bad things are going to get worse, but the move of God is going to cover the earth and there's going to be opportunities for people who've never heard the name of Jesus or Jehovah God that are going to come to know Him by the millions. I don't know about you, but I want to be part of that. We're already part in that we already came, but I want to be a part of helping to (laughs) to see them come in, right? So, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And He was full of power and favor and the truth. And He spoke the truth. And we have it recorded in red letters in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then we have it recorded in letters from Peter, James, Paul, uh, Philemon. (laughs) Well, Paul wrote that too. But... All these other books that were inspired by His words that came into their hearts and by the Holy Spirit. And say, well, that was back in the days of the apostles in the New Testament church. The word was increasing then. No, didn't we say Colossians 1 verse 6 is true today too? So the word has been constantly bearing fruit and increasing ever since the New Testament church. Ever since the apostles. It didn't die out with them. Thank goodness it didn't die out with them. And it's too late for you to tell me that it did, even if that's your theology, because guess what? I've already experienced it. You can't convince me that it hadn't. 
So it says that the Word was in the beginning, the Word was God, all things came into being through the Word. Apart from Him, the Word, nothing came into being, um, and that He became flesh and dwelt among us. And so by the Word here we learn that things came into being. All right, and then if you go back over to Genesis, and you, you don't have to turn there, but if you do in Genesis chapter 1, you see that, that, that that's true because the Word was working in Genesis 1. That's where you get the detail of what we just read here in John, where it says it was the things came into being through the Word. Well, how did it happen? Go back to Genesis 1. And you read over and over again in those verses, in the first 20-some verses of Genesis 1, and God said... So it was His Word. And then what happens every time after it says God said? Boom! Something came. Something new showed up on the scene. Right? Fish, birds, cattle, creeping things, and then man. Right? And God formed the man and then breathed into him the Word of God, the breath of life. And so, you see, but all of those things that led up to man, which was the crown of creation, God said. The sun, the moon, the stars. All those things... God said it was the Word that was working. See, the Word was working from the beginning. Whether the beginning is whether you believe Genesis 1 or, or before that, the Word had to already be working. It was constantly bearing fruit and increase. And you think God, when He, when he said the first, and, and God said, when He did that the first time, you think He wondered, uh, I wonder if this is going to work. Let me try it. Let me step out on the edge of whatever, because there was no universe then, And let me speak some words and let's see if something happens. No, God is a God of faith, right? And so when he first said, let there be, he knew. Why did he know? Because he already knew his word, this truth that Paul got a hold of in Colossians, that the word constantly bears fruit and increases. It's a principle of his. And so that's how it all came into being. However many times in God said, you can count them. Um... Then look in, in Luke chapter 21, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Luke chapter 21, Luke chapter 21 and verse 33. This is Jesus talking. If you've got a red letter Bible, this is in red. He said this, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So, His words are going to outlive this earth that we live on, outlive the heavens as we now know them, and because he said this, we know that there's going to be a new heaven or new earth. Why? Because these are going to pass away, he said. But he said, my words will never, or did he say, they'll just outlive the earth, barely. No, they will not pass away. There'll be no end to my words. The words are going to be constant. They're going on. They're going to continue. And we know by Colossians 1.6 that as long as the word continues, it's going to be bearing fruit and what? increasing, going to outlast the earth. You know, I want to be around to see the new heaven and the new earth. I'm going to be. There's no question about it because, because I know what the Word says. And so whether I go up in the rapture or whether I go on, leave this body here and go on and get it, come back and get it later with Jesus, we're promised to rule and reign with Him on the new earth. Go, go read Revelation. We don't have time to study that right now. But you can go read that. But we're going to come back and rule and reign with Him on a new earth. And heaven is going to come to earth. And so, even though when that happens, the Word of God will still have been around and will still be around, bearing fruit and increasing. You know what? I just believe, and I've heard a lot of people teach this, some people that have 
had experiences where they've gone to heaven and come back into this earthly life that you're going to be learning in heaven. We might as well learn all we can get here <laughs> before we get there. You know, I don't want to go to heaven and have to start out in kindergarten. I'd rather go to heaven and at least go to middle school or high school when I get there. <laughs> be great to go, go ahead and be in graduate work, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, that all depends on what, what you can do here, what you're learning here. Get as much as you can of the Word here because you're going to continue to be growing in the Word and it's going to continue to be growing in you and increasing even when we go to heaven because you don't know it all. <laughs> you're not living in, in perfection. Even when you get in the surroundings of perfection, you're going to continue to grow, continue to learn. You're, going to experience, you're never going to get tired of worshiping God when you get to heaven. I hope four songs in, in 30 minutes doesn't wear you out today <laughs> because when you get to heaven, it's going to be... It's going to be year-round, <laughs> round the clock, <laughs> continual worship service. Now, again, I think you'll be doing other things, but there'll be an atmosphere of worship all the time. And around the throne, it is continual. Read Revelation again. They're continually casting down their crowns before the throne and saying, Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. Anyway, I don't want to get off track. But Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. They will continue to bear fruit and increase. Now that same same verse or that same saying of Jesus is also found, just if you want to know, it's in Matthew twenty four thirty five and in Mark thirteen thirty one. This is one thing Jesus said. Now not everything he said, but one this is one of the things among many others he said that is recorded in at least three of the four gospels. And it's recorded almost word for word. The same thing. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. One thing you can always count on is God's Word. No matter how crazy life might get for you or how bad your circumstances might get. Now, I'm not believing for that. But I'm just saying, if it were to happen or if you find yourself in that place in life, I'm believing for none of y'all to find yourself in that place. So maybe, it's, maybe this is for a friend, okay? And you can share it with them. But no matter how bad it, it may seem in your circumstances or their circumstances... The Word of God is always true. It is always the truth. And it, it, is all, and it, it is always working. It never lies dormant. Don't let anybody convince you of that. Now you might smother it and keep it dormant in your own self. But that doesn't mean it's not in there churning and trying to, to produce something. It all gets to what we're going to talk about later. How well are you cooperating with it? But people need to identify and you can help people to understand even when they think it's not working and life is miserable and maybe it's because they're making lots of bad choices and, are, and putting themselves in a lot of bad situations and they're, they're smothering out what the Word is doing. But it's, 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 still, it's still working. If they've ever heard the Word, it's trying to produce. It's trying to work. We're going to read some scriptures, probably, we probably won't get to them today, but next week, that are going to tell you that. But you've got to understand when you tap into and, and take the covers off so to speak, of the Word of God, you're going to get the benefit of that increase, that working that it's doing. And so the key is to learn how to tap into that.